Hi, everyone. I'm Mary Pat Allen. I wrote Xernon from Glickstar, which you're about to hear. You're listening to Gather by the Ghost Light with Jonathan Cook. Good day and welcome back to Gather by the Ghostlight, original stories for radio theater. I'm Jonathan Cook, your host, producer, and sometimes voice actor on this thing. And here we are with episode number 47. Today's story contains a little science fiction, a little action, a little comedy, and a little romance. Side effects may include being entertained and possibly laughing out loud, so listener discretion is not advised. All right. Now, the play you're about to hear is called Xernon from Glickstar and was written by Michigan-based playwright Mary Pat Allen. In this story, a husband and wife try to escape an alien abduction that turns out to be a little friendlier than they originally thought. The voice actors on this episode are stage actors Casey Johnson, Sean Moten, and Anissa Cordova, and all three of these actors are currently rehearsing for the Augusta Players production of Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat, and that show goes up this weekend, February 24th, 25th, and the 26th at the Imperial Theater in Augusta, Georgia. So listen to them here in this audio play first, but also go check them out on stage if you happen to be in the Augusta, Georgia area this weekend. Now, gather around the ghost light. Sit back and enjoy. This is Xernon from Glickstar, written by Mary Pat Allen. And be sure to stick around after the story to hear an interview with this writer. Oh my god! Do you see that? Whoa, check that out. It looks so cool. Cool? What are you, crazy? Come on, let's go. Wait, let me get a picture. Would you stop that? Get in the car. Hey, hey, stop pushing. Ugh. I just want to watch. Nope, 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 not me. Nope, nope, not today, you little Martian freaks. Just relax. Relax? Do you see what's happening out there? Oh my God. Oh my god, this is unreal. Would you slow down? All those people. We gotta get out of here. I wanted to stay and watch. What? And get sucked up in that... 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 That thing? Would it kill you to do something I wanted for once? They were abducting those people. Taking them away to do... I don't know. Who knows what? They went in willingly. It was just like Close Encounters. Honey, this is not a movie. This is real. Aren't you getting a little overwrought? Oh my god. What? What? You're acting like this is some type of disaster. Who are you? What are you doing in our back seat? Call me John. What do you mean call me? What the hell is your name? Well, if you must know, my real name is Xeranon. But when I'm in human form, I go by John. Human form? Oh no. You're one of those, those, those Martians from the, from that, that, that spaceship back there. Martians? You Earthlings are so parochial. I'm not from this galaxy, let alone this solar system. I'm from Glickstar. Honey, call the police. You think your primitive technologies work in the presence of a Glickstarian? Our auras change your electromagnetic field. That's what I would have expected, but he doesn't understand anything about aliens. Okay, look, how's anyone supposed to know? Honey, honey, relax. So, Xernon. Another galaxy. Let me guess. Andromeda? Close, but not quite. Okay, wait a minute. How do you know English? 
he downloaded it in his brain, like in the Matrix. Duh. <laughs> yes, just like the Matrix. <laughs> so, what galaxy is Galixstar in? NG5195. I'm afraid there's no sci-fi movie about it if you grok. <laughs> <laughs> I grok you, all right. <laughs> all right, that's enough. Get out of here right now. I've got a gun, and I'm not afraid to use it, buddy. As if a bullet could penetrate one of my kind. But why would you want to shoot me anyway? I mean no harm. What do you want? To give you the opportunity of a human lifetime. A trip to another planet. We don't want your trip. Now, now wait just a minute. Get out. Go back to your spaceship. Oh, and run. Don't walk. If I wanted to go back, I could teleport myself at any time, no matter what they say. Like, beam me up, Scotty! Well, similar. Humans and their Star Trek. Can't believe this. A frickin' alien in my back seat. Get the hell out of this car! Now hold on! We've always wanted to travel. Never been to Europe like we wanted. Another continent is one thing. But Glickstar is another whole planet. Doesn't that sound exciting? A free trip to another galaxy. Are you crazy? She appears mentally stable to me. And he would know with his superior alien intelligence. Okay, me and you, we're going home right now. How come you get to call all the shots? Xernon here seems like a very nice young alien. And he's offering us a free trip to Glickstar. Glickstar! Tell us about it, Xernon. Imagine a planet more delightful than your Earth could ever be. One that combines the best features of Earth with none of the bad ones. Beautiful ocean beaches, snow-capped mountains, deep fjords. Oh, honey, it's like that part in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Well, this is not a book. This is real life. And all that's required is complete fealty to our master. (laughs) No way. You never want to do anything fun. Xernon here... Oh, Xernon has it all, does he? With his downloaded language and his exotic planet. At least he's not afraid to travel somewhere new. Excuse me, honey. My name is David. You know, you don't have to go with us. Your female can accompany me on her own. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you trying to steal my wife? No, I... He didn't mean it that way. It would just be a couple of weeks, right, Xernon? Oh... So, two weeks with Loverboy here is supposed to be all right with me, huh? You know what? Why don't you two just head off to Glickstar together, right now? You can you can have your romantic getaway, then traipse around the universe together, just like that hitchhiker in that, that, that book of yours. Just don't come crawling back to me when Xernon here pulls his alien funny business. I thought a trip to Glickstar could be a nice second honeymoon for us, but no, you had to- Stop, 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 please. I'm afraid there's been a misunderstanding. I have no desire for your female. See, he's perfectly nice. In fact, the very idea is rather revolting. Wait, I thought you grokked me. I grokked you, but I didn't grok grok you. I just pretended to, so you come with me. Why, you manipulative- It's just that Glickstarians don't mate in the sense that you understand it. If we did, it certainly wouldn't be with a sub-intellect like- Whoa, whoa, whoa. What are you saying? With a shape, like 
Ugh. Oh, so I'm not good enough for a big shot Kickstarian like you. I never said. With your fancy spaceship and your superior intelligence. Yeah, that's right. You tell him, honey. I think you should go back. Right now. Go back to your precious Glick star with its giant-eyed females with their huge brains and those sexy, slimy tentacles. That's not exact. Whatever they have. You know, a lot of human males happen to find me attractive. Yeah, she still turns heads, pal. And my husband here appreciates this shape. They told me that could be the case, although it's hard to imagine. And furthermore, as far as fealty to your master, no one masters me, bub. Yeah, me neither, bub. And we can go to Cancun any week we want and get our ocean beaches at a condo rental there. Yeah. Who needs Glickstar? All right, all right. I'll go back to my spaceship. I just thought I'd see if a gentler, more voluntary abduction would work. Looks like we have to stick to sucking humans up in a beam of light. Lucky for you, we've met our quota of human captives already. Aha! So, you did abduct those people against their will. Of course. Even humans aren't stupid enough to willingly let aliens suck them into a spaceship. See? Don't rub it in. Okay. It's time for you to go, Xernon. So, beam your little alien self out of here. Right now. Uh, could I get a lift back? I haven't really mastered teleporting yet. <laughs> Him and his superior intelligence. I promise I won't suck you up in any light beams. Ah, oh, jeez. Get in the car. Let's drop him off, then go home and order some tickets to Cancun. Or, how about tickets to Europe instead? Awesome! Oh, come here. Mm. Oh, oh, please, do you really have to do this in front of me? Hey, grok you, buddy. Grok me? Grok me? No, 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 no. Grok you, honey. Hey, I said my name is David. And grok you, okay? Grok yourself, grok your mom, grok your whole family, get in your grokking spaceship, and get the grok out of here, all right? (laughs) (laughs) That was Xernon from Glickstar, written by Mary Pat Allen. It was performed by Casey Johnson as the husband, Anissa Cordova as the wife, and Sean Moten as Xernon. With me now is the writer of the story you just heard. She's a playwright based in Michigan, and her full-length plays, one-acts, and ten-minute plays have been produced in 11 states and three countries. She also won the Community Theater Association of Michigan Playwriting Award twice with her full-length works, and she's four times published. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mary Pat Allen. Mary Pat, thanks for being here, and how are you? Fine. Thank you, Jonathan. It's nice to be here. All right, so you've uh, you've been writing for quite a while, it seems. Uh, give us a little bit of your background. Just tell us a little bit of everything about you. Okay, well, uh, I got into playwriting about 15 years ago through um, acting and community theater, which I actually got into kind of late in life in my early 30s. Um, that's later than, than most uh, actors, I think. Um, and I just kind of got hooked. Once I was in a play, I really, you know, I got the acting bug. But I also, first play I was in, I, I wanted to write something and didn't for many years. Um, you know, I had young kids and was working and uh, taking on writing a play is daunting, as you know. <laughs> Back then, I didn't know about 10-minute plays. So the first thing I ever wrote was a full-length play. 
yeah, then I then I won an award, and so that was kind of validating, and I went from there. All right, and I got a little a little fun fact for you. Well, I, I guess it's fun. I don't know, but I, I, I was as I was looking through your list of plays on New Play Exchange, I saw that you and I we both had plays in the same festival just last year. The oh, uh, the Craft, Crafton Hills College they did oh the, okay the New Works Festival and it was a festival that yeah, it took place over a couple of weeks I believe and yeah. our which plays, was yours mine was called Memento Mori oh yeah yeah I liked it very much yeah and your play was called Stay and uh, I guess both our plays performed on different nights which is probably why we never realized it and all that but I just I, I came across that and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, yeah, that is cool. So let's uh, dive into the play that everyone just heard, uh, Zirnan from Glickstar. You know, I really like your approach to this story. You know, at the start, you have the wife character who's just amazed at the experience and enjoying this whole alien contact thing. And then you have the husband who's just terrified and freaking out. And then when Zirnan shows up, things just get really comedic and it's just uh, it's a really fun story. So uh, give us a little background on the play, your inspiration, maybe your process for writing and coming up with this idea? Okay. Well, it, it actually came from a writing prompt. Um, and the prompt was uh, three people escaping in a car. And um, I had been talking to my son, who's really into UFOs, about UFOs. <laughs> and so UFOs were in my brain. And I just had the thought to, um, you know, have have people find out, a couple find out that they had an alien in, in the back of their car. And what would happen? And uh, you know how it is. Then it just uh, flowed from there. No, when I uh, <clears throat> when I first read the script, you sent me a version that was already written in the audio play format. You had your sound effect cues written in and all that good stuff. But from what I understand, you also have a stage play version of this script. And it's actually, it's been performed a couple of times from what I saw online. So what was your experience with yeah. seeing the the stage version of this story? Um, well, it was really fun, and, and the two versions were very different. Um, you know, each each brings a, a different element with different directions, so that's always fun to see. But you know, it, it, it's uh, it was fun. It's it's pretty easy to stage because it's just you know three people in chairs, and you pretend are a car, and um, so yeah, it was it was very fun. But I think it lends itself well to uh, recording, to audio. So I know you said you got it from a prompt, you know, three characters in a car. Uh, you know, I've had writers tell me before that writing a car scene for the stage can sometimes be tricky because I guess with the actors, you're kind of limiting their movement. They have to pretend they're in a car the whole time. Did so? Did you have any hurdles when, when writing this or uh, or anything like that along the way? Yeah, you know, you're uh, that that is an issue. Um, I'm always trying to get some more physical action into my plays because you know it's really easy to have just two people standing there or sitting there talking. Um, so in this play, you know, they they get out of the car a little bit and back in, and it, it seemed to work in the stage play. Yeah, and there's a lot of especially in the beginning with the husband freaking out. There's a lot of energy in the dialogue, and I think that really helps when you have you know two actors who just got to kind of remain you know, in their chairs the whole time. Uh, so yeah, yeah. That, that definitely uh, helped with it. And then, you know, the midway point, they they all three get out of the car. So I think that helps as well. Uh, so Zirnan is uh, farcical, it's funny, very, very comedic, one-liners all over the place. And then the, the play we talked about earlier, your play called Stay, that's mm -hmm. 
that's much more of a departure. That's that's a much more serious play. Uh, it's very much a drama. Uh, so you've dabbled in quite a few different genres. Is there a particular genre that you're more comfortable with writing? Because you've, you've written comedy, you've written drama, and all kinds of other things. Yeah, I tend to either go really dark or really light. <laughs> Not much midway. Um, but um, yeah, I, you know, I... I probably lean toward more comedy. Um, but I really, I really like, um, you know, very serious dramas too. Um, anything that's, you know, make them laugh or make them cry. <laughs> there you that's go. My there you go. <laughs> All right. So, uh, as a, a writer that has won awards and been published, uh, what is it that keeps you going and, and what, what advice do you have for other writers to keep them going and keep them motivated? Oh gosh. Uh, you know, just, use anything from life. And, you know, I used to um, resist the idea of prompts, but um, I've written some pretty decent stuff, including this one from prompts. So be be open to that. And, um, you know, anything can really be fodder for material. Of course, I've got billions of ideas, but getting traction on all of them is the hard part. Yeah. Now, so, for the prompts know. that you use, uh, for the short plays you've written based on prompts, where do you mainly go to find those prompts or do you just kind of come up with something on your own? Um, well, I have uh, a few standard ones. One is, um, you know, just getting a random line out of a, a any book. Um, one, I, one I did from a, this really serious, I thought I'd really challenge myself. It was a very serious scientific book about um, physics and, and um, you know, multiverses and all that and then you know i mean you can just google uh playwriting prompts or writing prompts um and sometimes i've gotten them from other people you know that, that have come across them so i know there's uh there's a couple of playwriting groups online that i guess every month they'll post a prompt <laughs> and if you're a writer yeah. that if, if you participated i guess everyone kind of shares their work uh, i've never written based on a prompt but um but maybe maybe i should try that <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, sometimes it just flows for me, sometimes not, but worth a try. All right. So what do you have coming up as far as play productions or anything creative you're doing that people can come out and support you? Well, thanks for asking. Um, well, in May, um, I'm having a couple plays um, shown at the Custom House Maritime Museum in Newburyport, uh, Massachusetts. Um that's uh, going to be one called Preparing to Cross, which is a comedy and another comedy called uh, Five Miles Long, 200 Feet High. That's also a car play, actually. <laughs> <laughs> People crossing a bridge. Um, and that one, Five Miles Long, is going to also be at the Norwich Arts Center in Connecticut in uh, October. Um, so, yeah, people are welcome to do that, to see those if they're in the area. And where is the best place for people to find you and keep up with you? What's your website or do you have any social media or anything like that? I uh, So NPX, New Play Exchange, is a great place to find my plays. I also have a website, um, just developed it, uh, marypatallen.com. And Mary Pat is uh, spelled M-A-R-I, P is in Paul, A-T, one word. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's a good place. I'm on Facebook, but not much, to be honest. I don't post a lot there. So the website is the way to go or NPX. 
thank you for joining me and 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 sharing your your funny play with us. Uh, thank keep, you. Keep writing, keep creating, and and all that good stuff you do. And I I really hope to uh, have you back on in the future. Well, thank you. I'd love to be on in the future. This is really great. It's just a, a great podcast. I really enjoy. I've listened to all all of them, and I really enjoy them. Thank you all for listening. And if you are associated with a theater and you would like to produce the play you heard today on your stage, send an email to gatheredbytheghostlight at gmail.com or reach out to the playwright directly by visiting her website, marypatallen.com. If you'd like to have some Gather by the Ghostlight merchandise, t-shirts, and the year one and year two books are available at the merchandise link in the show notes. This program is supported in part by the Greater Augusta Arts Council through a grant from its partner agency, the National Endowment for the Arts. Intro and outro music, as always, is provided by artist JK47. And if you enjoy this podcast, maybe you're a longtime listener, or maybe this is the first episode you've ever heard, let us know. Please leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And also be sure to follow Gather by the Ghostlight on social media to stay up to date on new episodes. I'm Jonathan Cook, and as always, stay safe, and I'll see you next time we gather by the Ghostlight. Light.